Good morning and welcome to the Dead 3 Coaching Podcast. I am your host, George Evian. And again, as we always start, really appreciate all the support on all the social media platforms that people have been given to us. And we are really excited about continuing on with this session and lesson package that we've put together for you all. We have been working, uh, let's see, we're one, two, three, four, five sessions, five pillars into our session. And so this is the 10th episode. There's two episodes for every pillar. And we've been spending a lot of time over the past 10 or so weeks, really talking about how to build and what is and why it's important to have an empowered team with empowered individuals, right? And so we've talked about starting with encouragement, mindset, purpose, ownership. And last week we talked about part one, about winning. And I, and I thought about this a lot recently and I wanted to come back to this. And maybe I mentioned this in the, in the podcast from a week or so ago, where we talked about the, the term winning and what that is and why it's important. I was with uh, some of my friends last night, actually. We were uh, in the gym. We were working with some young athletes. Both of these uh, men that I'm friends with had, had uh, athletes in the program and they were going through it. And we asked one of our friends, there were three of us talking about how so-and-so, how his son is doing in football or if he misses it because he's not playing now. So he's played for maybe four years. This is his first year not playing and what that is like. Does he miss it? Does he wish he was out there? It's the middle of football season right now. His other son is playing football and they're both great young men, great athletes, um, competitive, you know, and a great family and all that. And what he told me was and told us was, hey, he just didn't want to play anymore because the team hasn't won in four years. And he's a receiver. And they never throw the ball. And so the the kid's response was, why am I doing this? I'm going to practices three or four days a week, three days a week, maybe. I'm working as hard as I possibly can. And we're losing every single time. And I'm a receiver and never get and, and never get the ball, never I'm involved. I'm, I'm not contributing. I'm not in a valued position, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, my words, not his. And so you get it as a parent. You're like, man, I get that. Like, let's find something else, buddy. Or you ch- figure out how you can change your role and get more involved and you figure out how you can win. But the conversation really boiled down to winning. Now you could come at me and say, you know, um, you know, youth sports and the emphasis on winning. And I would agree with you on that. I would agree with you on that. My response would ultimately be, it, it, it can't be all about winning, but it is about developing a winning mindset, winning habits, winning language, winning routines. I believe that. I believe there is a sound and a feel and a look and an understanding and a commitment and habits of winning. I believe that professionally with software teams, with sales teams, with whatever. I think you talk about winning, what winning looks like, what are winning habits, um, et cetera. Does that mean you're going to win all the time? Get every sale, get every client, get every phone call, get every release out the door. No. One thing I am kind of proud of, and and I don't know this to be true. It is my truth, which could be a, a, a lie or a falsehood everywhere else. 
but the group and teams that I work with now professionally, I hear them talk about winning a lot. We were in a meeting last week and one of my colleagues, one of my friends with where I work, where, where I work said to quote George, we can still get the win. We're still winning. There's a win out there. I forget exactly how he phrased it, but I was like, that, that is something that I'm proud that we have left there. That is there that we have people committed to being the best they could possibly be, that we are committed to competing, that we are committed to being the best in the industry. And I was proud that he attached my name to that, uh, that recognition. So the thing is, so you could say, man, it's not about winning. At some point, losing becomes a habit. Losing becomes okay. Losing is seen as not that big of a set. Like, I don't believe that to be true. I believe that we want to teach our children the investment, the commitment, the sacrifice, the dedication, the patience that it takes to win and what it looks like. To always give a winning effort, have winning attitude, winning body language, winning commitment. I believe that. That's about our children. I believe it's the same thing for you and I. I believe it's the same thing for the teams that we're leading. Winning effort, winning attitude, winning habits, winning rituals, winning routines, winning body language, winning problem solving, competing every single day, every week, every quarter, every sprint, every year and competing to be the best that you can be. We talked about on the first go around about winning. We talked about ambitious goal setting and competitive mindset. A lot of these pillars now, the sub, the subheaders, the sub bullet points in all of these, we may have talked about in other pillars. I know we've talked about decision-making. I know we've talked about mindset. I know we've talked about being competitive, but they're also part of this pillar of winning on how to build an empowered team, encourage mindset shifting, a mindset shift of competitive and growth and development and um, positive attitude, things of that nature. But we've also talked about ownership and purpose. And we've now talked about winning or we are talking about winning. And I'm going to read some of this here from the last episode, but winning in an empowered team does not just refer to competitive victories, but also in achieving your goals and exceeding expectations collectively as a team. So it's not competitive. It's not a scoreboard thing. We've talked about when they lose, they win. Sometimes when you're losing, you're winning by the manner in which you're winning, by how you're improving, by how you're learning, by how you're figuring out where you could get better. Even when they lose, they win. A winning mindset will emphasize setting ambitious goals, celebrating successes, and learning from failures. And it drives your team to push the boundaries of what they're capable of and achieve outstanding results. The more I have researched what an empowered team is, how to build an empowered team, I know that one of our pillars coming up is built around results. At the end of the day, we have to have the results. We can do all of this encouraging. We can do all this mindset. We can do all about establishing a compelling vision and working towards a purpose and a goal and an outcome and a shared objective. 
We can have absolute ownership of everything we're doing. But if we don't get the results, as my friends say to me, because I use this phrase a lot, man, it's all fool's gold. We think we're doing great. We think we're holding gold. We think that we are building this. No, we're not. At the end of the day, we got to win. At the end of the day, we have to have results. But it's going to drive your team to push the boundaries and achieve outstanding results. The last three pillars that we want to get through, and I'd like to get through these in about 20 minutes for you. And remember, if you've made it this far, we're building this up, and this is going to be a nine-part series. We're on part five right now. But you can get all of this at Beyond the Podcast. Please go to our website of dead 3 Coaching mykajabi.com. I know that's a, a strange URL, but you can find that in our show notes. Please go to our website and let me know how we can um, help you there with, uh, with Beyond the Podcast. But the next sub point, under winning. And we've, again, we have talked about ambitious goal setting and a competitive mindset. The next one is just being resilient. Being absolute resilient. And that could be Maybe it's own pillar on how to build and what an empowered team is. An empowered team is resilient. An empowered team has a winning mindset, winning habits, and they are, very, they are resilient. They, you foster a winning attitude that embraces the setbacks, the obstacles, the landmines that are out there as learning opportunities. Resilience in the face of challenges will help a team bounce back stronger and more determined to achieve that success. So I know I'm kind of reading here a little bit, but a winning attitude, winning habits, winning mindset, winning and being competitive and learning from every setback and roadblock that is out there that embraces those setbacks, those obstacles as learning opportunities. The best teams, the best teams are able to fail learn fast, try not to make the same mistake twice. Don't blame finger point or ridicule others that may have contributed to that loss. At the end of the day, we all are part of that loss. All of us. But you've got to be resilient in the face of those challenges. And if you are resilient, if you do have a winning mindset, if you are competitive, if you are all bought in and if you have absolute ownership and you have a competitive mindset and you know your purpose, you know what you're building, you know what the vision is going to be down the road and you encourage everybody in your organization, you are going to be able to bounce back stronger and more determined to achieve that success. Those teams that are all in, they are winning, they are battling, they are competing, they are winning games in, a, in an athletic standpoint, and then there's a setback. And you know the makeup of those athletes, those individuals, those leaders, those coaches are going to sit there and going to bounce back more determined to get, get this thing back on track, get it back on the rails, and continue to head towards that compelling vision, those goals that they have laid out for themselves. Like there's no getting them off. Are there going to be setbacks? Absolutely. Think about this, and this is maybe a really bad analogy. We're on week five of the NFL season. The Kansas City Chiefs won yesterday. Um, I'm already forgetting who they played. But they won yesterday. And 
they played Minnesota. So they played the Minnesota Vikings yesterday. They won by a touchdown, I believe. They lost their first game of the year against Detroit. The makeup, the composition, the commitment, the ownership, the purpose, the mindset after that loss, you know, well, one, they've got 16 games to go. They understand, hey, this is a setback. We lost opening day to a good team, but the Lions have not been that good. They are this year. But you sit there and say, you have you have the locker room saying, man, hey, let's bounce back. Let's have a great week of practice. Let's get back on track. Let's pay attention to details. Let's understand what it takes to win next week, next week. Now they're sitting around at four and one because they're elite, because they're all bought in, because they have great leadership, because they have great commitment, because they have winning habits, routines, rituals, and goals. So they, so they crush it because they're resilient. Bounce back stronger and more determined to achieve success. So the three points underneath just being resilient are, man, you just got to adapting to adversity, staying determined, and learning from setbacks. Got to be able to adapt to adversity. The goal, the mission, the objective, the compelling vision does not change. The systems might. The systems might change. The things you do on the daily might change. But the goal of, hey, I'm running a marathon in eight months, that's not changing. Hey, we're going to win 13 games and go 13 and four or 14, whatever, 14 and three in the NFL. Those are our goals. Now, here's our systems to do it. But we're going to be working towards like that doesn't change. You have to be able to keep members focused and determined even when facing obstacles. You have to do everything you can as a coach, as a leader, to build an empowered team to make sure they are resilient. Nothing phases them. Setbacks, roadblocks, obstacles, doesn't matter to us. We're all in, we're all bought in, we all are accounting, uh, uh, accountable to one another, and we are in this together with the right people. But the third, the second pillar here, when it comes to winning, after resilience, being resilient, is just a continue emphasis that I believe to be a strong pillar in building an empowered team as a leader but it's the celebration of successes. If I were to leave where I'm currently working, my hope would be with whatever phrases they may use, if they were to describe my time there, I hope it would be something along the lines of, he was a cheerleader for us. We've never had a cheerleader. We've never had somebody that celebrated our successes like him. That's what I would want said. We do that professionally. Software world, I would do it in the sales world. I would do it anything professionally. I would figure out what the wins are, the compelling vision, where we currently stand in terms of the reality of our current place in the market. And then I would sit there and say, what are our next win? Where are the five wins? What can we work towards? What are the milestones that we have in place? And how can we make sure everybody gets a pat on the back? That brings me to, and I know we've said this before, but it brings me to the Phoenix Suns or the NBA did an evaluation of who led the league in high fives. That may seem really stupid and not that important. But in the basketball world, when you're competing with people, there's always the high five, the pat on the back, the pat on the butt, you know, the 
the hug, whatever it is, the chest bump, the fist bump, all that sort of stuff. Now we have talked about that because I believe that energy and enthusiasm and commitment and all of that, that encompasses a high five in, in an athletics space. I believe that energy is transferable. And that was the purpose of this. And what they found is Steve Nash over the course of a season or a section of the season was averaging about 237 high fives, fists, bumps, pats on the butt type thing. 237 a game. It comes back to, you know, the culture, the environment that we're building. It comes back to encouragement. It comes back to recognition. It comes back to celebrating successes. And I ask you as a leader, are you, if you've made it this far into this program, the celebration of success and the encouragement recognition that we've talked about, if you were to look at your team, would you be number one with that? Would you lead the league in high fives? Would your team say that about you as a leader? Because if you're going to encourage, and that's in a pillar and building an empowered team, and you're going to have a value of encouragement and energy and enthusiasm and all that, are you the one leading that? Are you the one modeling that? There's a great article and a great video Gary V put out and he was in front of his leadership team, which may have been 50 plus people. It was a great, you know, it wasn't a town hall. It was just this get together, you know, maybe an offsite type thing with his leadership team. And he essentially said, I expect you to do this. This is how I expect you to lead your teams. And the reason I expect you to lead them with empathy and encouragement and gratitude and service and everything that he laid out. I expect you to do that. And if you don't, I will get rid of you is essentially what he was saying. And the reason why it's that important to me and the reason why you need to do it is because that's how I lead you. I do it for you. And I expect you to do it for them because that is what this program, this organization, this company is all about is that. So under celebrate, we, you know, you got to celebrate the victories. We've talked about this big, small, it doesn't matter anything along that journey, along that, that quarter, that sprint, that release, that sales, that year, you can't roll and grind every single day without that pat on the back and that high five. Reinforce those achievements, boost your morale, inspire momentum. We've talked about knowing your reality, creating the compelling vision, and inspiring to action. Inspire to action, create momentum, lead the league in high fives, generate momentum, encourage the team members to continue to strive to be the best they can be, to the excellence and pursuing those goals that we have laid out, the shared purpose that we've talked about. The last pillar here that we've, want to talk about as it comes to winning part two of our winning series here session is again, it's redundant probably, but we've got to have a positive team culture and you've got to figure out what that is. It's Monday morning. As I record this, how did you feel on, how did I feel Sunday night at five o'clock about being where I'm at today? Got to create a positive team culture 
where success is celebrated collectively. Everybody knows. And everybody's willing to give the shine to others. And that spotlight to others. But a culture that celebrates winning, that's going to foster, you know, the camaraderie and enhances the motivation and inspires to action and drives a sense of unity amongst your team. You've got to have a positive team culture. By emphasizing, listen, the last point here, and then we'll kind of close it up with the winning. I don't apologize for the emphasis and the use of the word winning. You have to have, you have to have your team understand that winning is not always getting every sale, getting every release out the door on time and under budget, getting every client and winning every basketball or football game or any athletic contest. But it is having a winning effort, a winning attitude, a winning body language, winning competitiveness, that that is what you expect. If you don't win enough professionally, you will be out of a job or that company will close down. If you don't win enough, if you don't compete hard enough, if that's not something you think about, and you may not use the word winning, I do. By emphasizing the importance of winning within your team, you're going to cultivate a high-performance culture that, again, strives for excellence, embraces challenge, celebrates achievements, all of which contribute to building an elite, empowered team. Let me, let me make sure to say this again so you understand, because I believe this to be a truth. By emphasizing the importance of winning within your team, not always scoreboard winning, effort, atti effort, attitude, language, communication, commitment, dedication, all that sort of stuff. But by emphasizing the importance of winning within your team, you cultivate a high performance culture that strives for excellence, embraces challenges, celebrates achievements, and all of that, all of it, contributes to building an elite, empowered team. Winning is important. A winning mindset, a competitive mindset is important. If you don't win enough and you lose too much, you're out of a job, you're out of a business. So you've got to win. You've got to get the clients. But how do you win? How do you win? What systems do you have in place? How do you lead your team? Do you lead your team to be encouraging? Do you lead your team to create the right mindsets? Do you lead your team to have a purpose and a vision? A compelling vision moving you forward. Do you lead your team to take ownership? And do you lead your team to have a winning, to have winning habits, winning mindset, winning routines, winning process, winning connection in all that you do. So we've covered a lot here under winning. Let me just roll through this real quick. It's not just about competitive victories, but it's about achieving goals and exceeding expectations. Compete and win and understand why you don't win. And it's not, it's to say it's not a big deal. It is a big deal when you lose. 
But how resilient are you? A ambitious goal setting, competitive mindset, resilience, celebrating success, and developing that positive team culture and environment. Wouldn't you all want to be a part of that? Just that. What if you were a part of a team that had great goals, ambitious goals, stretch goals, that they all worked together and encouraged one another and planned for one another to reach those? What if you all had a competitive mindset in your team that you wanted to win at everything, every day, every meeting, every sale, every client, every phone call, every quarter, every sprint you wanted to win? What if you were resilient? So when those obstacles, roadblocks, and setbacks came your way, they were not that big of a deal because together as a team, as a group, we are united to overcome those things. We know how to problem solve and we are intelligent enough, smart enough, and collaborate enough to accomplish those things. What if you also celebrated every win that came your way, no matter how big or small? And lastly, what if you just had a positive team environment and a culture that was long living built on those things? And you'd have an empowered team just there, just on those five bullet points, all centered around winning. So hopefully this, hopefully all of these lessons, we're now 10, 10 lessons through, 10 podcasts in on how to build an empowered team. And we've talked about encouragement and mindset and purpose and ownership and now winning. E-M-P-O-W. We've got four more to go. Decision-making's in there. Results are in there. Empathy is in there, right? How are we going to build an empowered team to be the best that we can be, to dominate our industry, and to create an environment that everybody wants to be at? Should have a stack of resumes on your desk, waiting, people waiting, begging, pleading to be a part of your organization. Continue to uh, support the uh, the program here with what we're doing. We really enjoy this. Please reach out to us on um, all the social media platforms. You can comment, you can like, you can share, all that sort of stuff. It's so important to what we're doing here. We're building as much content as possible to support you, to have a conversation, to build a community. We're doing a lot of things that we're excited about here at Dead3 Coaching and Leadership Development, and we hope that you are a part of it. Thank you. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you.